It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. I'm your host, Jim Bob Bobble Shorts, and tonight we've got something super awesome planned for you guys. As it's kind of the end of the year, we figured we'd do kind of a, you know, group of the hosts here doing kind of like a year in review and chatting about some of the stuff we've seen this year and talked about this year and the trials and tribulations of running a podcast and such. Of course, you know, reaching out and thanking each and every one of you out there that's supported us this entire way that they're the only reason that this happens, you know, everybody out there listening and everybody out there watching all over the world, really. And it's super appreciated you guys, you know, like we, we really we really take it to heart, man, and it means a lot to us that you guys support the things we're out here doing, man. It's It's been a wild ride, and it's been super fun, and we've had lots of fun guests and had some change-ups and co-hosts and stuff like that, but, you know, that's, that's kind of what happens in this business. I guess it's the name of the game, but we've made some fantabulous friends along the way, I think, and I'm looking forward to more in the following year, 2023. You know, this is... This was like a leap of faith kind of thing. And, you know, look where we are now. So it's been super great. And of course, you guys know everything we're going to talk about tonight and all the past episodes and stuff like that, that we've, we've had, you can find them all over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com. You're home for everything unconstitutional awakening. And, you know, we, I, 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 I pretty much run a lot of the site stuff over there. The guys got their sections and stuff like that, that they got going on, but I try to do a good job of keeping you guys up to date with everything over here from over there in that podcast and more section, man, you can just thumb through there and find all of our past episodes as well as finding links over there to rumble odyssey and bit shoot to watch all of our past episodes. Believe it or not, one was censored on rumble this year and uh, there's been two removed from bit shoot, even though they claim that they're, not censoring places they totally did so i guess i proved that wrong i don't i don't know how i pulled that off but good job me there's also there's also the links to get back to where you can listen to us on you know all of these podcast platforms and there's dude there's probably like a dozen more that aren't even listed on here but once you go back to the main home there at the the Podbean home you can get links back to each and every one of them to find us or you can just pull us up inside of the uh inside of any of your favorite podcast app on our unconstitutional awakening the podcast the one and only don't be fooled by any cheap imitations that are out there trying to you know 
do this without a pirate because you know that's kind of what makes it i think <laughs> while you're there you can listen to the show most recent episode of course is that misadventure prior to yuletide yeah we just thought it'd be fun to do a christmas episode and talk about all the weird stuff surrounding the holidays and stuff man there's also links there to get back to the to our sweet merch store to get you some of that sweet unconstitutional awakening merch you guys we got shirts and hats and pillows and all kinds of things you know some of the co-hosts have bought some stuff from off there just to just to help kind of show their support for the show and i've even talked to a few uh show fans there that have got some stuff so i do appreciate it you guys and all the anything that you guys get with that goes directly back to helping the show because it's completely self-funded man and you know, sometimes I, it, it's a little bit of a, a, a bonus there when I get that little bit of a paycheck from some you guys getting some of the stuff. That way I can put it towards this website and towards everything we're doing here to bring you guys all this cool stuff that we got going on here. You can also find links to get back to all of our friends in Liberty. Uh, you know, we've got Kirk Elliott and Peachy Key Creations, as well as Ammo Can Survival. Brett Pike with Classical Learners and Homeschools Connected. And there's our newest one that I've yet to add the click for, but it is with the episode, and that's Pure Pet Wellness. They're doing CBD treats and stuff for animals and stuff like that. All natural stuff, man. Like good good people trying to be out here making a difference against the, against the current system that we have. That's all these folks here, man. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that we're, we're working on trying to build here, just a good community of people that are here to try to make a better day for tomorrow. So... I guess, you know, with all my blue blab, I'll shut it up and we're just going to get into this one. I think this is going to be a fun episode. So let's set sail for this, you guys. Their children the and carry on. Sorry. Oh, what was that? What was that? You could say that again. Oh, uh, we should just incentivize learning a trade, learning a craft, passing it on to your children and being good at what you do. But, uh, you know, I don't think the government should be involved in that process because much like the VA, I think I've met one veteran who actually uh, doesn't hate the VA with all of like every fiber of their being, you know, and that's because they basically were like, those guys declared me disabled and now I don't have to work again ever, which is like, that's all well and good. But like, come on, this is the thing. I agree, but I you also have to see it from the perspective of if it's to incentivize business, mm-hmm. there it's it's not that big of a negative. I mean, in in several countries, this is a policy. It's not exclusive to the United States. Several countries around the world support small businesses with creating grant options and loan options, and this helps spur economies. Now, the problem is the fact that gigantic mega corporations have access to this money is the problem. In the United well, States, naturally. we should create barriers so for example um what was this company there was a few companies that got 10 million dollars from ppp money and everybody was like they don't need shit why the fuck did shake shack get 10 million dollars why the, why the- why in the hell did the lakers get 42 million dollars oh no it gets worse the nigerians got hundreds of billions Look into it. Nigerian government, like people in Nigeria, got hundreds of billions in in um, in, in in different types in PPP and other uh, like the what's it called the income scan the income mm-hmm. called the unemployment. Yeah, hundreds of billions. Like, well, how like, else is the prince gonna, gonna have millions of dollars in his apartment? <laughs> you ever seen that scam? The Nigerian what? prince with millions of dollars in his apartment. Oh, somebody had to- waiting <laughs> for you to inherit it. <laughs> Oh, I mean, so it's called the 411 scam. 
if you ever want to look into what the actual term for it was in Nigeria, mm -hmm. they are actually idolized. I was actually talking to a Nigerian uh, a few days ago, and we were and we were still, we mentioned that topic, and he was like, "Until us as a society stop idolizing these people, we are never gonna get out of this hole." Because uh, they understand they're evolving, they're they're creating a better selves. They're creating everything. If you met a Nigerian, you know they're hardworking people. But yeah, yeah, opportunity can exist from the government. Of course, we don't want to depend on it. I I think it's better to deregulate and actually our 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 pseudo leaders should start deregulating the hell out of things. Well, yeah. I mean, they've already passed laws. It's the no, it's not passing law. laws and start yeah. removing laws. It's in their own. It's in their own country. Though. It's the 419 law. That's why they're called the 419 scammers. And this was like a decade ago. Steve, that thing's your audio stop. is so distorted. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're your okay. audio is coming you're through okay, kind of rough, buddy. I, uh, I actually know about it when uh, the when I pulled this up and I had seen what you were talking about actually being the 419 scam. Then it clicked with my head because yeah. like yeah, I, I I know it as the 419 fraud. From the 90s oh so i mean now mm -hmm. also it's a 20 billion dollar industry uh in asia is also involved so there are like several countries are also involved in the scam so this has now become a super huge global thing 20 billion a year is scammed out of people's pockets I'm so it works i'm actually surprised it's that low 20 billion dollars a year is actually pretty low compared to compared to like how bad i thought it was going to be you know uh, that's the size of the of the sand market. Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's colossal. No, and that's still, the size of the illegal sand market. Yeah. I mean, that's still gigantic. Even though twenty billion, like we, we're used to now hearing one point seven trillion. As yeah, if it's well, smaller. that's what I'm saying. I would imagine like a trillion dollars changes hands and scams on an annual basis. You could tell me that statistic, and I would buy it hook, line, and sinker. Well, this is, it gets worse. So we did the Defense Authorization Act for around eight hundred billion, mm -hmm. and we just gave them and the Omnibus Bill nine hundred billion. Oh, that's a small so price to pay for the, our freedom that they're defending. So we just on paper just gave out the U.S. military almost one point seven trillion, one point six mm -hmm. trillion dollars. Mm -hmm. That's on paper. Imagine all the money that's not on paper. <sighs> Yeah, Remember, the, they failed the, the resources, audit. the resources, too. Well, they failed. Uh, the Pentagon failed the audit again. Big surprise. I mean, so, color me shocked, really. It's just beyond hypocritical at this point, you know, that they would ask us to make sure our puny little insignificant lives and finances are in order to get them filed on time or else they throw us in a hole where dudes poke us with cattle prods until they're done, basically. Or, uh, you know, they they don't have to play by the same rules, though. It's just, it's ridiculous. And and the Pentagon, dare I say, the pinnacle of military might in the, in the modern world, or in terms of symbolism, at least, doesn't have to answer to anybody, and they know it, which is why they fail the audit, and they just, they don't give a shit. They don't care. Wait, oh, these guys know they're untouchable. And that was from 2019, 22 trillion, and that was the 2019 number has been stolen since 2001. 22 trillion. Just, the, just think of that for a moment. My, my, my favorite is is the first headline that you get when you pull up, you know, like Pentagon lost money or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
it's like the Pentagon admits that it can't account for two trillion again. Like again. Right here. Hold on, I gotta come it up. It's just I it's, mean, we better have space lasers by now, because where is all this money actually going? I I I, I, I really wanna know. If there's that much excess cash, where is it? Okay, so I, I will tell you this, okay? What are the other people's I'll, bank accounts? So I was hanging out with a good good friend of mine a little while back. We've known each other since elementary school. Sweet guy. He's he's We've been like brothers, you know? And this was the first time we'd hung out in a long time. This guy had worked for JPL in conjunction with SpaceX. He'd worked with a, a lot of... Uh, um, space companies essentially and we were just sitting around talking we were bringing up the idea of aliens and their plausibility the plausibility of the existence of alien life even within this galaxy let alone our solar system maybe our galaxy or the universe or whatever right and he goes well 126 years ago marconi was playing with radio waves right okay cool great he goes there have been no formally documented recorded interactions with any sort of alien life based on that time frame so nothing within 126 light years of here and there's a there's a debate on that but yeah keep going so that my response is this one we could be using technology that they don't even use whether we're not advanced enough too advanced or it's just completely different technology entirely that doesn't run on the same wavelengths or what have you and the other argument he had was something called dark forest theory i don't know if you guys are familiar with it Ooh. go it's, for that. go ahead okay I love the this, best actually. way I, the best way i can explain it is like so imagine you're in a dark forest if you are a predator or able to defend yourself in any way shape or form and you are confident in your ability to defend yourself, which presumptively the the race that dominates their respective planet, like for example, the human race, would probably take it upon ourselves in order to uh, defend the planet should we come under attack, right? It's not gonna be the dolphins unless they've got something we don't know about. It's not gonna be orange tabby house cats. It's gonna be humans because we are the conquering race of earth, right? Assuming that the conquering race of another planet is in fact confident enough in their own ability to to defend themselves from an alien race. If we put out any sort of waves that could be picked up they may have just come here and kicked our asses and and murdered the shit out of us if they were out there or able to or whatever assuming they pick up the same radio waves so, so that was his that was his retort so, so there's two parts to that one it's likely that so there's a problem with the the frequencies in the space after right. 10,000 uh 10,000 light years the the signals get muffled so that's number 1 Okay. Number two, 
Uh, yes, it's likely that the aliens are not using uh, the traditional methods we use because it doesn't work in interstellar space because of the distance problem. So they probably using something similar to entangled particles to communicate instantaneously. Uh, what they would call in like Star Trek, the, the what's, it, what's that name for the system they were using for intercommunication that was faster than you. Uh, subspace communication. Subspace, yeah. Ooh, okay, ooh, ooh, Jim. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> What's up, Jimmy? Ooh, ooh. This goes back to during our Halloween time when we had that interesting fella on that Chaz of the Dead, and he got me started digging into the insect theory thing, mm-hmm. and and seeing and talking about looking to the insects that we need to look to the insects and how that how they have conveyed the evolutionary traits of flight and stuff like that and and that there is something to do with their mechanics that could lead to the mechanics of like like interstellar space travel and such and interdimensional space travel even you know i'm a i'm an interdimensional kind of guy like like i what you were saying a few minutes ago ox about how there's like this 126 year span almost right like there's uh, there, uh, there was something similar oh, sorry i'd like to add an asterisk it would actually be 126 million light years not 126 light years well, that i was mentioning earlier well you it made me think of something that i actually heard even and i don't like the guy don't get me wrong I, and i hate quoting him because i think he's a fucking joke but neil tyson degrassi is uh, quoted talking about like we've had this space where we used to have all these phenomenons of of like the uh, seeing aliens and seeing spaceships and stuff like that and ever since mm-hmm. we've got all these super modern cameras and recording <clears throat> devices and stuff that has gone way down like you would think there, there would be people in a heartbeat being like holy shit there's a spaceship you know what I'm saying wait what are you talking about UFO sightings have gone out exponentially not according not according to what like like and, and it, i mean uh, neil degrasse tyson doesn't believe in and and ships in outer space because he's lying his ass off oh i know but but he, but has, he was but it was it was, it was it was more that. along the lines of abductions we don't hear the the stories of abductions Be- like we used to. because of the the ridicule that exists from it but it's still happening actually at a higher rate than well before. there was there was ridicule before too yeah like, there's always been ridicule. Yeah, no, but yeah. now but it's the, the, we have the internet, so there's but, a lot more ridicule. Sure, sure. But yeah, I we got we got really good at cyberbullying as a race. Mm-hmm. We're kick ass at that. That's why people don't talk <laughs> right. about it. I have friends that have told me about abduction stories. I mean, I'm not, I'll be the first well, I person. I don't do abduction. I, I haven't been abducted per se, to uh, to my knowledge, but I have witnessed quite a few spacecrafts coming out of out of waters, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Okay, crazy," and I'm just like, "Yes." Like I wasn't alone, That's so I wasn't the, the USO. I wasn't yeah, the I, I wasn't the only person seeing it coming out of the water. Like I was there with other people, and they'll back my story. And I'm just like, cool, I'm crazy, but so was everybody in the group that day. Like, in group also, sightings happen all the time. Have, you have this uh, cloud chasing nowadays, and I think that people would be proud to talk about it, or they just accept it for what it is because it's so normalized and mainstream that they don't feel the need to tell other people. So I just I don't think you're gonna have as many people reporting if that's 
I mean, I'm I'm sorry if I was abducted. I'm reaching in my back pocket and pulling out this phone and like, oh yeah, I'm going live it, it, on it, it TikTok works. and being like, "Yo, <laughs> these guys is taking me, bro. I don't know where I'm going. I'll see y'all later." You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. But there there may be a mitigating factor to your ne- your technology may have something built into it to turn it on. Yes, no, see, that okay. That's where I was getting. So, that's actually where I was getting to. Okay, in a in a All roundabout right. way because. I think that I, I truly believe that they're interdimensional beings. I don't think that it's more, I don't think it's more or less like a space travel thing. I'm more, more or less like yeah, a same. one dimension to another travel kind of thing. And I think that the route that we chose to go with radio and, and communication and stuff negates something that they do to where we, to where we can see them, where it's harder for us to like see them Wait. and stuff ourselves. So some people have said that it uh, our interference patterns that are created from our technology might actually eventually affect other dimensions. Yes. Because let's put it yeah. this way. We don't understand on that level almost at all what the hell that could be doing in another mm. we're, dimension. We're playing with fire. We're absolutely playing well, with fire. Well, I, I was thinking one day, what if us as beings we to another dimensional being uh we look completely different let's say every human walking around looks like a little tower of energy and like walking around we have different colors and we look completely different um and even the interaction with us looks different and what if even on this planet there's a whole another collective of of expression of energy and that's what we call dark matter again we don't know a lot of things and of course i, I could be sounding like a looney tunes but in reality you gotta you have to question what the hell is dark matter what is what if that is that's, actually another expression of matter that we can't interact with but is present even here i mean there's a, a lot of support for a plasma cosmology mathematically and visually like it can go and prove that the dark matter has been a money black hole from day one there has been no fruit brought forth about anything about dark matter existing in the universe and to say that it exists i can't really go for that but the plasma plasma cosmology works in a lot of ways that people don't recognize yet because it's not mainstream the, that plasma cosmology act gets a lot into like what uh, some of the stuff i talk like i believe or talk with about like the infinity theory like i just kind of brought up there like, like right, with the, so with the energy, different levels of energy and different levels yes. of consciousness and different mm-hmm. levels of beings like totally totally if you look at where asgod was for thor and his plane of existence and the next level of it was like us and then there's well, another that could be Right, and that could be like every time we find octaves or matching octaves in the universe, that could be the cross points of the tesseract in another dimension. Like that is where the nexus point is for that next higher dimension. Yes. Or the yes. next lower dimension, depending on which way you're going. So even uh, even energy-wise, a wave, everything's wave, right? So when those waves intersect, it creates a nexus point. And if it's in a harmonic, it can create an entirely new uh, uh, a reverberation in other dimensions. And that, or it could be the result of higher order dimensions coming down to our plane. Yeah. What What if that's that's what we're doing uh, with just all the radio waves we're emitting? Uh, we're right. actually causing some form of. We're not. We're not. A, yeah. We're nowhere near the amplitude level of Jupiter. I'm just saying. 
We're nowhere near that. <laughs> or the sun. We, we, we broadcast signals. They, it, you have to have a receiver built to receive that signal, basically. Could, could, or it's just going to be lost in the stack. Jim Bob, could you play the sounds of other planets? Look up sounds of Earth, sounds of Saturn, well, sounds of Jupiter. It's really beautiful to listen to, like the audible. That's, yes. So those are actual fast Fourier transformations of electromagnetic waves converted to sound. Yes. But it is technically the sound of those planets and those places. It's just converted into a version that we can hear. And right. the, the it's, one a, from it's an audio wave from an electromagnetic wave. The so if you guys saw the Transformer movies, the first one, they as a joke, they added the the Kissimmee spacecraft that went over Saturn. They added that sound that came out of the the vortex uh, into the movie as an alien signal. <laughs> so what's this? Is Saturn? This is Saturn. Here in a second, it's just open. Hopefully, let's see it play. Right, this is. Oh, this is a beyond one. the colossal world jump Jupiter, jump, jump Saturn can it. be found. Yeah, the second you ever wonder like, yeah. atmosphere, this is. The strange sounds in this recording were... That's pretty wild. It, it sounds even crazier when you start playing around with it. It sounds like human voice, like voices. Uh, it's really and uh, cool. it is, yes. It will get creepier. It gets way creepier than that. Oh, yeah, there's a whole list of Especially them when you find this one. Yes, Jupiter, Jupiter and Io have an interaction with each other, and it produces some amazing sounds. Because Jupiter is uh, the gravity of Jupiter is so strong that the reason why right, the electro volcanically it active, it's so right. imagine it's a little ball, a squishy ball, and the planet, like the planet as a squishy ball, is getting squeezed <laughs> and stretched. Well, yes, so as it's being squished and squeezed, those electromagnetic fields are interacting with each other as they circle each other. It produces the most amazing sounds. So yeah, IO is super interesting. To kind of jump, to kind of jump off subject i guess a little bit and and chat a little bit about why you know i kind of brought you guys in the, this afternoon and unfortunately it seems that uh bandit and neptune are not going to be able to make it today and it, or kel kel and that that's quite sad but I'm, I'm glad that you guys did join me and i think i appreciate you guys joining me you know i was kind of going for like a little bit of a year in review and you guys have started this episode off quite the reason why like i started a started this whole thing you know we just get to talk about crazy wild random things that you're not going to hear anywhere else that like you totally should look into you know but like it's 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 just amazing that you know i have found a group of people that i can have these kind of conversations with and you know when we first started out ox i think is the only one here with me today that was here in the og of the podcast beginnings there and, yeah and yeah. and you know neptune and bandit of course are still here with it too and we've we've seen some people come and go and things like that and i I filled in those places though. I think I found great people to fill in those places. You know, Kel Kel was my first person that I brought on extra. And then I was blessed to fly, find Luis, you know, and me and me and bandit talk about that kind of, we, we, we talk up Luis when we get the opportunity. We're just like, man, we were lucky to find Luis because he puts another perspective into a lot of things that we talk about. And he's amazingly intelligent. And then I was digging around for, 
for a female voice and I was lucky enough to find Caitlin here. And I think she's a great addition to the group here because she's been fun for conversation. And I know you've been a little busy here recently, hon, and I do appreciate you making time for to join us today. Well, you know, with this, yeah. with the new year I got planned, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of good stuff coming. So I know you'll be able to tune in a little bit more for us. And you have, I will. How, how you been doing? We haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I've been okay. Um, just been really busy. So busy, but I've been all right. How are y'all? How was y'all's Christmas? It was, it, it was great. I did. I had so much fun for my kids. You know, that's to me. That's all that matters is seeing their their smiling faces on Christmas. Yeah. So, you know, that's 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 what it is for me at this at this point in life. Like they're. You know, yeah, I, when you get older, that's that's really the only fun part about Christmas. <laughs> well, I, mean, I guess I guess the next stage is when I get to be the grandfather, you know, many years from now, and get to have fun doing it that way instead of just my kids right. so you know it'll, it, it grows and it's fun and i think making the memories are good you know for the first time in a couple of years since everything's been chaos this yeah. christmas just seemed more christmasy than christmas has been you know we had it did uh, i thought so too i thought it seemed, it seemed a lot more normal yeah. i guess yeah, you know we had a lot of fun a lot going on and stuff like that you know and in Bounce off a little bit more here for a second. We I invited Stephen to come along and join us because he is our most vocal, our most vocal fan. I gotta say, you know, like he's he, he checks out episodes and he's in my messages talking about stuff with it, and me and him chat back and forth pretty regularly. Like I, I he's kind of a he's 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 like a he's like a extra part of the group here that is not seen too often except for when he decides to join us for a few episodes, but he totally has a lot of input on things and interacts with us the most, I think of anybody out there. And I, I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you being nice enough to join us today on this conversation, man. You know, it, well, thank you. It, I, I need to apologize in advance. Sorry for the terrible communication as far as the connection, but West Texas is very unforgiving. So <laughs> sorry about that. everybody. Hope it's not too loud. He he threw me off this morning. He sent me a message and he was like, he, the way he worded it, I was just like, wait, is he not showing up or is he showing up? And then he's like, no, he's like, I am coming, even though it's probably going to make everybody else sad. I was just like, oh, all right, cool. You're good. Like, Sorry to disappoint y'all showing up. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, there's 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 been a lot going on. I actually had some cool things pulled up in the background. I wanted to bring up, you know, I keep up with these things on a regular basis myself. And I, I try to check back to them and let the guys know what's going on with stuff like this. Cause I think it's really cool. I think it's neat that so many people are out here checking the things. And, you know, like I go over here to our rumble stats, 11,000, more than 11,000 times you guys have played the videos on rumble. That's, I think that's amazing. You know, you get over here oh, to bit shoot and we have had 13,820 views on bit shoot. Uh, it, it pops around a little bit more. We've got our Odyssey's our slowest working place, but Odyssey, everybody tells me Odyssey's hard to get viewed on anyway. But I have it there for that backup because they claim to not censor us and stuff. And it's it's just below 500 views there. And the one that really makes me proud though is over here on our audio. We have made it past the 8K mark in audio. We are oh nice. We are heard. Primarily in the United States, Australia, the United Kingdom, Canada, Belgium, 
Italy, <laughs> Russia, India, Germany, South Africa, the Czech Republic, Spain, France, New Zealand. And we're banned on on the App Store. On the well, see, I was getting, I was going to get to Apple that too. <laughs> on our, yeah. our on our audio sources, man, we've we've got a lot going on there too. Spotify seems to be our main place. And for some reason on the Apple App Store, we're only available outside of the United States, but you can totally, mm. you can totally, you know, check us out there outside the United States, because apparently we said something that made them upset. And, you know, the only reason I guess I'm showing that off is, you know, I, I appreciate you guys working so hard with me on this, you know, and interchanging and showing up like that and, you know, just being a part of this. Like, I think it's, I think it's really neat. And, even though I'm just some weird dude in a pirate hat, I've kind of forced an etch of myself into history because once you put it on the internet, it never goes away. And a lot of times I say that I do this because maybe one day my kids need to look back and learn some neat stuff and they can watch their dad and enjoy endless episodes <laughs> of nonsense. And, you know, just, just for that comfort thing, who knows? But, uh, you know, the, the great thing about it is, is though I actually do talk to a lot of people other than Stephen too, that, you know, they, they, they they think me and appreciate me for what I'm doing. And I'm just like, Hey, I'm just getting the, getting the message out there in the next stage, I guess, you know, when, when the internet started, we, we attacked it with the memes and stuff like that, you know, for real, like the, <laughs> I, mean, I can go back to you're the man now dot dog.com like the original meme site. It's, it's finally dead, but that's where a lot of us got our start just making silly memes and gifts and stuff like that. A lot of the right. things that are on the internet today started there and you know, it went it went from memes, it went to, you know, like Twitter and stuff and people tweeting things to people to TikTok with face interaction to, you know, it evolved into like this podcasting scene. And like I, I for one, am big into the podcasting scene. Like I, I enjoy what I do, but I enjoy seeing the other people out there doing it because I don't know about you guys, but when I sit down in front of a television, I'm like, there's absolutely nothing to watch. All of this is garbage. But I can totally yeah. find somebody doing a podcast about something wild or interesting or fun that I'm thinking about at that time that I'm interested in, you know, and, and Luis is great about sending me stuff. Like he's always sending stuff to the group about videos and things that we need to check out and stuff like that. I actually spent this afternoon watching the minds of men and reaching out to those people to try to get them. Oh my God. If you haven't watched that documentary wow. look up on YouTube, the minds wow. of men. Okay. It's a multi, it's three and a half hours. I think it's like a few things. Yeah. I'm not even done yet. I'm, I'm just like, it's super dense. You cannot do it in one sitting just because they bombard you it's a very well researched bombardment of the comprehension and understanding of what is propaganda what is like how do they manipulate your mind uh and the intricacies and connections and what is the history of all this to a person by person level it's three they, hours and 42 they, minutes they they, they gotta watch the research came from them going into libraries in Europe and other countries in order to find <laughs> the books that refer to these people because they're not online. None of this stuff is online. So that's how the why that why it's so good. It's because most of the data is not even available on the internet. Yeah, no, I mean it's it and it's stuff like that that is just I won't try to play it, but it's stuff like that that's just you know, oh, I that's, agree. A, that's, that's a copy of it. That's a copy of it. It's not the original from true, uh, it's, true it, stream media. But. It, no, no, no. Yeah, that one is it. That one is all of them put together instead of it being. Oh no! It's also there's one version, but it must have been downranked. Oh, that's right. So it's downranked. You have to go look down because even though you can write the full title, you still have to go down because they downranked it. Correct. But they have Correct. it originally in their page. They should still have it. 
you know, that's, that? some, that's something neat. Oh, Rumble. Oh, no, they could be on Rumble as well, or likely, yeah. Yeah, that's where I find a lot of stuff. Like yeah, stuff you can't find on YouTube, I find it on Rumble. That, you know, Josh yeah. recommended me. Josh Reed over there on the Red Pill Project, who kind of helped me get my feet on the ground with doing this kind of stuff. He he recommended right off the bat. He's like, just he's like, put it on Rumble. I was like, why? He was just like, he's like, it's not that big yet. He's like, but it's growing, and you don't get the slap in the face like you do on YouTube for everything. And I've only I've only had one video. Oh, yeah. I've only had one video not stay stay on rumble and no it wasn't the one with moral bob it was one with jeff vance i don't like i don't know what the deal was with it but for some reason it the video file says that it, it just says that it's corrupt and it won't play that video oh it might it, it might have li- genuinely been that maybe because like it's yeah, all it other happens. it happens with youtube all the time like yeah so, like other people on youtube have said sometimes i correct corrupted files some people have done live streams and it doesn't record hmm. Really? So, yeah, YouTube, even YouTube fucks up, like royally fucks up. So, so since, so Ox, since you've been here the longest, man, has there been any, uh, any standout episodes or anything we did on here that you enjoyed the most or thought that was super interesting? Man, that's, that's a really hard one to answer. Uh, one, I love being a guest host on this podcast. Let's get that straight. Um, we bring in a lot of really cool, interesting people that have a lot to contribute. And we also bring in our fair share of absolute nut jobs. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not here it's to, fun. uh, indicate who is who i'm just gonna say there are some people who definitely are not uh in in my mind probably gonna be (laughs) guests on this podcast again um i think those ones are kind of fun though i really do because i love to see how bad it can get you know like how when when people are just like not checking up on their friend and they're like oh Jimmy's probably doing fine and we, you know, we check up on you and you're not doing fine anymore and we cut you off. Those are the kind of people that have ended up on our podcast every now and again. Oh my lord. And uh and those ones are fun for me because I they really have no impact on my life. I'm just watching them spiral on video and it's fantastic because I can comment in real time if I so choose. And usually I abstain from commenting, but but we bring in a lot of really cool people and it's fun as fuck. Heck yeah, man. yeah, I appreciate that. You know, there's there's been a few of those instances. Even before Luis, I had a couple instances like that. I I remember one night I had these t- uh, two spiritual ladies on that uh, they're they're good friends of mine now because of doing this and stuff. One was named uh, Goddess Mama, and the other one's her name is Ashley. And I had him on here with a ex co-host that was with us that went by Morpheus, and he uh, he was so determined to talk about doom and gloom that he crossed the line with these spiritual chicks and they went to like, they like verbally slapped him in the mouth to set him straight, like right on the episode. And all I could do is sit in the corner and mute myself. Cause I was laughing. Like, I was just like, dude, you, you know, you crossing like two witchy type chicks that are like, Hey, no, we're making a difference in the world. And we're not going to take your bullshit. And they like, it, it was just, you know, it was hilarious. But then we've had other instances. I think Luis has caught some of the most flack on this, on this channel. <laughs> like, like this poor guy. I've had those things happen to me in real life. You know, yeah, I mean, he's just a passionate guy. It's gonna happen. He's he. Yeah. We, we run into some a few conversations. I think with Luis all over the spectrum here, and 
I, I don't know what it is, if it's his big, huge smile or what, but he just can set those people off and send them in a downward spiral right here on the channel. Like, well, here's, but here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing I love about Luis, though. Every one of his opinions is backed by some sort of statistic, and it's it's a well-documented mm -hmm. one. It's not like he's throwing shots in the dark. Everything is a well-placed, accurate statement, right. and everyone gets bent out of shape about these these things, and it's like, how how can you argue? You can't. You can't argue with him. Because he <laughs> and if I don't yeah, know it, I'll I mean, tell you I don't fucking know anything about it. <laughs> I mean, I have... That's the thing. Like, that's the thing. You have yeah, to say you something. Can you really don't him. know the subject. You can question it, yeah. but not know it completely. And you can totally disagree with him, and it's okay. And that's yeah. what I like about him. Yeah, yeah. same. I like that, too. <laughs> if it's one thing I can say, the few spats we've had back and forth on here with guests and stuff like i've i've honestly not lost any sleepovers you know i i, I take it with a grain of salt and sometimes i understand that maybe people are just projecting things because they don't i don't know it's a good example is it's hard to walk around and claim you're a nihilist and don't believe in anything but swear upon everything that you're right on a subject you know what i'm saying like it, it's 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 interesting to see that kind of mentality sometimes you know and Oh, there's been a couple people that I, I put my own foot in my mouth like after I got them on here. I won't even lie. Like they were fun for the day to watch them have their meltdown. But I, you're right. Uh, I was just like, man, I don't know if I can have them back because not because they didn't have a good time or we all had some, some kind of thing. It's just because they were just what I call a statist, man. They were so hard pressed on. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I wish Bandit was here for this because we had this lady on here that was Already like she was doing one. she was doing a good thing she's trying to fight against like the mask stuff when it was going on she was in the forefront of that and she had started you know with like her daughter and fighting back with it and stuff like that but she was so hardcore white right wing and trump's gonna save us and jesus oh. is gonna save us oh and, one of those and, and, i remember she yeah she was the one that uh I don't she know was the one, one that had her Oh, where'd you go, Stephen? Oh, please, please continue, Stephen. We lost you. And then, oh, no, 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 was. Oh, yeah. oh, he's back. He's back. It's uh, it's that lady that her daughter got hurt with the vaccine, and she was trying to fight it, but she was totally embracing the state all at the same time. Oh my god! Like she wouldn't let that go. No, she wanted. She was like trying. She was still trying to use the state to fix the state, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm just like you. You realize that all you're asking for is like for your colored your boot to step on somebody else's yeah. neck yeah. you know like there's how, oh, how yeah. could god emperor trump let this happen to me <laughs> there's, there's better <laughs> ways he's to seen go his about nfts it. well he's he's going make to some sign NFTs. off on the lord's feet so. yeah look, look yeah. If, as long as the as long as the old lady will okay it i'm just gonna wear some gray sweatpants to make some nfts and see if we can make any cash off that so you gotta <laughs> you gotta do all your costumes as nfts 100 percent and you, very limited edition so one like yeah. a few years from now everybody's like did you get that jim bob nft <laughs> i mean on a technicality wouldn't my wouldn't my little uh show thumbnails totally be nfts 100 percent. totally i mean some people have made as, their shows as long as they can't be copied yeah. I mean, no, the, the thing is, the way he edits, it's actually uh, inside of the legal terms of uh, Creative Commons licensing. Because um, he, mm -hmm. re, like, re, he, he reconfigures art in a certain way that mm -hmm. it's completely legal. 
So it, all his yes. art, no, all the things he creates, it's not like he's stealing from somebody. It's like a map. Right. Like, yeah, this is where I started. This was totally like the original, the original picture was like Scooby-Doo, but I just did a whole bunch Still, of editing looks, it, and it, coloring and stuff like that to turn it into this. And I did that when I evolved it to the next section too. I stuck with the Scooby-Doo idea because I was like, all right, I dig the Scooby-Doo idea. And, but the only thing that was Scooby-Doo left from the original idea was totally just the original flashlight. The rest of it was just me being like, all right, what can I do? And then like the, the pink one, I started getting, you know, kind of silly with it. And I was like, oh man, we'll do like portals. And well, Bandit mm -hmm. kept begging me. Bandit kept begging me to animate us. He, we kept get guest starring on a couple other shows, and he's like, "Bro, you have to animate us." And it took <laughs> it, it took me a couple weeks to figure out what I was doing with it. And I finally downloaded a couple apps, played around with a few things, and was like, "Here, this is what I come up with." And he was just like, "Dude, I love it." And I was just, so I ran with it since. You know, it, <laughs> if you yes, haven't watched, do you the like intro, my avatar? Watch the intro. <laughs> the new the intro. People that are listening, just listening, they'll never heard the scene. The intro. The intro's insane. Just, just watch it. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. The new intro. It, I did, it's a I weird did piece of art job. that you will never uh, like obscurely find. Like, uh, you ever heard of YouTube poops? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> it sometimes feels like that. My, my a friend of mine actually does similar mashup artwork. Uh, with established media and such, and it's interesting. It's it's I'm, part of it's part of culture. I'm, I'm not gonna, culture. Is that like the kind of like I'm having a stroke esque type boog memes or what? Uh, some of them feel like you're having a stroke. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm not okay. gonna put everybody through the through the sound, but like <laughs> while we're sitting here talking, like oh, you can you yeah, can, just you play the recent one. You know. Um. Oh, there we go. You are oh, watching inter inner computer now. <laughs> There's no private information here, so all to the snoopers. It's all safe. Oh yeah. I, I mean, some people accidentally reveal their IP addresses or their internal computer <laughs> addresses, and I'm like, holy shit! That's why some people actually hide the address bar because some people could hack into your computer based off the ID of your computer. They just try to find your computer in a bigger network. It's yeah. like level ten. You're a douchebag, but some hackers are <laughs> capable of finding you like that. Sure, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I had all I was playing around with things and that's what I came to you guys and I was like, I need some updated pictures and stuff. I I felt like I needed an update. Kel Kel, Kel helped me do the original uh Kel, Kel helped me do the original theme song and stuff like that. I had our, our former co host cut give us a couple tracks or whatever. And then Kel Kel was like, well, I like what he did, but I want to do this instead and made our original theme song for us. And I was rocking, I rocked it for like the, the first three little interchanges of stuff. And I was just like, I got to do something new. I like to keep things kind of fresh. And since the running joke, of course, with Jim Bob oval shorts is the comparison to SpongeBob. And I, I get called that a lot just because people are trying to make fun of me, but I'm just like, no, like whatever. Like, sure that's probably where the original name idea come from you know from my friend that gave it to me but i was just like i've got to interchange spongebob into that so i started playing around with all this ai and stuff because Luis has inspired me to play with a lot of it and i did you know it it helped me create someone dealing with this this music that we got ended up on this new opening and it also helps me write a lot of the little opening monologues i do when i open when i start the show or whatever i found this one that i can type in a couple sentences and then like 
start hitting enter a few times and then add to it and take from it and stuff like that. And it'll, it'll, it puts things together for me because sometimes there's just too much going on in his head. And I'm just like, uh, bandit will call it out. He's like, Jimmy froze. Like he, he he's, he's glitching again. And hmm. it's just cause it's just cause <laughs> something crossed. And I'm like, Oh crap. Like you're not glitching. I I'm the one who's glitching, bud. Not oh, this time, okay. but I'm saying in general, like it's happened in the past. <laughs> oh, okay. Cause my brain just glitches sometimes in these episodes with so much going well, on. I have to say that I love most of the music and I have like this, uh, suspicion that if if it's gonna be a lit episode, it has the best banging intro. Just saying. The little the little cutscene intro. The little yeah, the like little all the music that comes with it. Yeah, that intro. And I didn't know Kel was doing it. And I was like, dang, that's amazing. Where's the rest of his stuff? I want to well, hear more. He uh, uh, the 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 a lot of the cutscene music for the thumbnails that I make that for for like each show introduction. I totally fish those from a uh, like a. Uh, free to use like there's a whole world of free to use music that you know that you can use that <laughs> yeah people, that people um, put out there and stuff and like there's you, a term for that and it's escaping me right now i know me too that's why public, my brain well there's public commons is it's like that it's but well there's uh old art that falls into and then there's people that just publish them to also be available openly but What's it when it when the copyright expires? What's that term? Oh, uh, open domain, right? Something similar to that. You're close. Public domain. Yeah, it's public, public domain. domain. Thank, Thank you. you. Open domain. <laughs> public domain. And public domain uh, music. I mean, there is a ton. Oh, Disney's yeah. fought to keep their copyright oh, because, yeah. oh my God, the amount of IP Disney is supposed to already have lost. Control, oh, sure. Control. sure. Somehow they still, they've literally changed copyright law. Well, and I, you know, I, I've found that like the, the EDM bass music drop, like a lot of times when we're filming an episode, I'm totally sitting here. You'll see me looking off to the screen or something. And it's cause I'm sitting here actually making that little thumbnail because I, I look for the music <laughs> that inspires me like during that episode, like right after the show, he sometimes shows us what the yeah. hell. <laughs> You're like, Oh, look at this. It's already done. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah and, you know, it's it. Uh, Cause I just, I, I like to stay on top of it that way that when I'm, when I'm ready to sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to piece all this together and get ready to upload it. I like for it to just already be there and be available. Cause uh, if I procrastinate on it, it, that I, I've last minute myself a couple times on a couple episodes. I've been like, oh shit, I forgot to do this. Or, you know, my mind got elsewhere. And I try to stay on top of it because there's, there's a whole lot going on behind the scenes dealing with this. Like, you know, I don't, I don't bring it to you guys. I don't complain about it or whine about it or anything to anybody. But like, a lot of times my wife likes to point it out. It's almost like I got a second job because I'm constantly emailing people oh, yeah. you know, and I'm constantly setting stuff up and I'm constantly trying to update the website and stuff like that. And it's, it, it is time consuming, you know, I, I, I don't get me wrong, but I've found a good way to manage it. And since, Eventually, since I work, this will be your main income, it's just a matter of time. I, it, everybody keeps telling me that you, you and her, especially <laughs> like you and her, especially. And even Steven, he gets in there supporting me too. He's always trying to send ideas to me and I'm just like, yes, and we, I put it on the show. Need to, you know, we just it's... need to work with you to figure out how you can gain back what they lost and regain more traction than ever, become censor-proof, get more data in order to become censor-proof. And anybody that listens on Spotify, please review us. Because mm -hmm. that helps. 
Yeah. I didn't know about the rumbles. You can rumble something. I didn't know about that until recently when I signed in on my laptop to watch an episode. And I was like, man, how did I miss this on the mobile site? Yeah, the I I mean I I even though it's just the self love just to help it or whatever I do totally run through and and hit the rumbles and the likes and stuff on the on there from you know from my profile or whatever so that way it it gives it that little bit of feed like it it I feel it's necessary just to get let it catch a little bit of traction because I don't know you look at a video and it doesn't have any likes on it whatsoever you're like oh what is this but if you look at one that's got at least one like you're like all right maybe I'll check it out so I don't know it's just my brain being weird sometimes it, but it is a lot some days. Like there's, I've slowed down a little bit, not really, not really slowed down on the show, but just kind of, I, I guess, paced myself. I, I learned playing around with things that if you give a day or two between episodes, you get a little, you know, you get a little more boost on it and stuff like that. You know, I, I appreciate everybody that joins in with me and stuff, but I know all y'all are busy and have lives too. And I've got, things to do as well but that's why i got so many of y'all that way we could interchange I, that was something i thought was a good idea from the go i was like i was like well you know if i'm just manning you know if i'm manning the sales from behind it the entire time but just have you guys interchange with me we, we can keep keep the content coming and keep the things going and i don't ever have to really worry well, I don't about think you, i don't think you have to worry about content at all it's always being made all all around us all the time so. no, absolutely but like I like you know I like that everybody's been able to you know have different opportunities to chat with people and stuff like that. Like I've had a few times where I've had somebody on for a topic and then got to have a, have them back with other co-hosts and stuff like that. And you know the conversation might generally be some of the same stuff, but it also gets in, gets it more in depth or more wild. Like I I really love having the return guests like you, Stephen. Like every time you popped in on oh, here, thanks. you know you've. <laughs> We, me and Bandit and Neptune, and I'll call them out because they're not here, but we'll, Ox has witnessed it and in the group chat and stuff, we'll just be like, you know, Stephen, Stephen is lit. He's got this good opinion about it or, you know, they, they love hearing mm -hmm. the conversation dealing with Stephen. And I'm always sending them screenshots of mine in your conversation too sometimes like, hey, look what he just yeah. said. Because it's just, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, we appreciate it. You know, we do. Like we, Sometimes I'm on purpose, sometimes not. <laughs> and, no, you know, it's, but it's it's good, and it, and it makes me feel good knowing that you're out here checking the stuff out and actually listening to yeah. the conversation. No, you know, I'll, you I'll binge them. Oh yeah, I'll binge them five or ten at a time sometimes if I can, because I just can't that's... get it in otherwise. <laughs> I don't care. I take it. I just like let's go grab that ball. That's and what run. it's all about. And that so, that's awesome. I enjoy the show immensely. I miss um, if there's one thing we could bring back is the specials. I thought that was really cool too. Like they don't count towards the episode count. I think they should, but because they, you know, it's all part of that group of those shows that go together. If we could do more of those, that'd be amazing too. Yeah. You know what, Steven, I have to say uh, to go back to Jimmy's question earlier uh, regarding what one of my favorites was, those specials mm -hmm. were really fun. The ones we did on oh, yeah. first lightning were really cool. Yeah, um, and it made then you the look forward to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Pirates ones were super awesome, mm -hmm. too. We still got to finish oh, that yeah. last Pirates we one. Do. Like, we do. We do. I'm sad that we never actually... We, we stopped at three, and then Neptune got a new job, and we had a lot of things going on, and it caused yeah. for yeah. that specific special to yeah. to go off track a little bit. But I do want to yeah. get back to those. I've actually been trying to contact a Pirate historian. Like 
Luis recommended one, but I found one myself that wrote a bunch of books, and I was totally trying to get this pirate historian to uh, join us for the final episode of that. But if you go over to um, like Odyssey and BitChute, I have those specific specials broke down into you know their in their own category, their own yeah. category. Right I mean. There. It's it's easy to find them on Rumble too because they they do have different artwork and that yeah. is one of the better things about that custom artwork per episode. It's like easily identifiable. So, well, thank good you. Good job yeah. on that. One. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to make it fun and try to themed along with whatever we were kind of talking about for that subject or whatever. And I yeah. I do really like those. I think there's more of those in <laughs> store. Actually, when we do finish the pirate one, Ox brought up one in the group chat that I really want to do. That's off kilter from normal stuff, but I think is also good is the history of food. And like I've toyed that one back around a, a good little bit. And I really would like to move forward with that because, you know, food revolves around every bit of our lives. So why not talk about where some of the crazy dishes and ideas and things? Like well, that I, I think more than that, you also get insight to the migratory patterns of people. Yes. Uh, throughout yeah. history as well as the intermingling of cultures for example like here's one of my favorite examples uh tacos al pastor everybody knows them at least in my neck of the woods that pineapple and pork that they slice off the skewer the spit and just goes right on your taco and it's the best shit ever right influenced by the lebanese and kebabs because there was an influx of lebanese immigrants into mexico and the mexicans at the time saw that and went hey this is cool let's run with it it's stuff like that where i think we can get a lot of insight and knowledge into how the human race has migrated intermingled and where different ideas theories and intersections of cultures and schools of thought all come from so oh, that i mean I no in, in, no yeah. the, like i i like that because you're right you know and and it shows that across the world really like you know different different things people migrating in uh, a great place that i like to talk about this actually is when i lived in buffalo because buffalo you have an influx of multiple cultures in the area you've got a lot of italian you've got a lot of irish and you've got a lot of polish in that area and there's a separation in like their cultural foods and their cultural differences and stuff. But then you also have places where their foods have kind of merged. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they oh, take, yeah. be, because, you know, there was Irish people marrying into Polish people and Polish people marrying into Italian people and vice versa and all over the place. And so they were merging these dishes that they were making and mm -hmm. merging these different ideas and creating fantastic things like there's this one there's this dish you can get in buffalo it's kind of it's kind of a staple of buffalo new york you don't really hear about it outside of buffalo you do but just not as often and it's beef on whack and it's like a it's a slow smoke roast beef sandwich and it's mm -hmm. on a special bread that's that you really only get in that area and stuff like that and usually the places have like a custom oh. sauce to go along with it and stuff i mean it you're just like, oh, it's just a roast beef sandwich. And you're like, no, dude, it's not just a roast beef, roast like beef a, sandwich. Like, it's it's like a gourmet roast like a beef sourdough. sandwich. Dude, it's... Yeah, like it's, a sourdough. Is it called an au jus when you have a sauce with it? Dude, it's almost like a... It, it's almost like a <laughs> croissant. It's almost like a... If you can oh, mix a sourdough yeah. with a croissant, this is the bread that they Let's made go. to put it on there. Like, it's... it's And then it's sprinkled where, with Where is seeds. this? Again, Buffalo. sorry, I was uh, yeah. Unlock someone's... Over in Buffalo, New York, I was talking about like all the cultural mixes because we were discussing how, 
me and Ox and the guys have discussed doing like a like a food history kind of special thing where we do a continuous couple episodes like our old specials. But I was talking about all the cultural mix-ups in places that turn into new foods. And one that is a favorite of mine is beef on Weck out of Buffalo, New York. And that's because you've got a mixture of Irish, Italian, and Polish people, and they just kind of put things together. What a name. Right. Beef on Weck. And, and come up with this sandwich <laughs> for that area. And, you know, of course, there's other things in that area and other places that I've been. You know, when I was over in Germany, there's a lot of, like, the, the, the bratwurst in Germany are not the bratwursts here in the oh, States. Oh, they're way better. They're actually they dry. Yeah, I think they're dry-aged over there more than here. Yes. here it's like, less get it chemicals, people. Less chemicals oh, in the yeah, that's chemi- Like So my friend once, years ago, he went to Germany and lived there for a few months, and he was eating the same. He said, I lost weight. I lost yeah. 20 pounds. Yeah. It's like, well, how? I'm eating. I'm drinking. What the fuck? And I was like, it's the food. It's cleaner. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the, you know, dry, dry aging. That's, that's something that would go great in like those food episodes. That's, it really is a lost art. I mean, there's quite a bit to it. Don't get me wrong. But as far as making sausage and dry aging your own meat and stuff for like that, like that, I don't understand why humanity went more for the, we can stick it in the fridge and refrigerator instead of continuing to have smoke. Jimmy, because it's expensive. And it's so I, I, I will tell you this from, from the aspect <clears throat> of someone who has worked in food service for a long time and understands uh, meat, specifically proteins, on a level higher than most in my profession. I would just say that there's a lot of waste that goes into dry aging. You have sure. to trim a lot of that sure. off. Sure. And yeah. that's uh, in terms of efficiency, not as efficient. You can feed more people. It's the same as why they started grain feeding cattle. They'll get fatter. They'll get bigger. They're just going to start being bigger cuts. It's more commercially available at your local grocery store, whether it's Kroger, wh- whatever, your Costco, whatever. It's all grain fed, right? It is. And, and whatever and, looks bigger sells better. Right. Exactly. That's all it is. And, and ultimately... I prefer the taste of dry aged beef. I agree with you here, but I think a Maytag needed to sell more units of something. So fridges became more popularized uh, because, you know, you buy a Maytag washer from the seventies. You never buy another do, washer. Do you again. want an ice box, bro? Nowadays. nowadays <laughs> we'll see. I don't even want to go back to ice boxes. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, uh, that's not a bad idea though. I, I mean, like I'm not I, saying ice box. Sure. I'm not saying ice box. I am saying, you can reconstitute jerky and make stew just as well as you can with fresh beef. Yeah. Well, right. you know, it's that and, dry age. Most most be professional people, they have a box that's not really refrigerated, but they dry age and racks, come in, they trim it when necessary to keep anything mm-hmm. from growing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a you have to have the right salt content, right airflow. I built a dry aging oh. chamber in a mini fridge that I picked right. up from some radiator shop in the hood when I was living <laughs> at my mom's house. I, you guys, I, I couldn't open this door but once. And then I had yeah. to basically keep that fridge closed with like, I think there were six boxes of baking soda open in there at one point to absorb. Yeah, I mean, sure, it, sure. it got rank in there because... It wasn't actually during the dry aging process. It's when I removed the salt from there, but there was still the smoke and the culture along the outside of it, and the air was shut off, so there was no airflow, and it got crazy. I mean, you There's could complexity literally, to it. I, you could literally kill yes, people if you're not doing it right. I, I spent a good chunk of my, 
early teenage years with my grandparents and my grandfather had an old smokehouse on the property. Like, sure, we did have a fridge in the house, too, but the meat that we got off the property, off the house, because we did our own meat, stayed in the smokehouse. Like, it was it was an old shack that was built down in the corner that, that the coals were fed into the ground, and it was piped inside of it, and, like, that's where a lot of stuff... And we I grew up around the smokehouse, and also have... He also had, up at the garage, an old-school metal 60s style refrigerator that he had gutted and had racks inside of it and we would always have something right there by the house smoking so that he could, you could just walk out anytime and there was smoked meat like all the time and so mark zuckerberg would would envy your smoked meats well, he can't touch and it your sweet baby rays and your sweet baby rays the sweet baby rays wouldn't 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 be able to even touch it man it would, it would that guy's a goddamn alien and you can't change my mind yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the day he licks his eyeball on camera. He's an AI, bro. I think he's a robot. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. He, he's just a rich kid with with a lot of external influence and no personality. Is that not an alien? No, I mean he acts like rich, a damn alien. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't understand himself. the human experience. Well, I love this Lex Friedman when he interviewed him. The first thing he did was give him a captcha. <laughs> it's like, are you a ro- oh, That was really, really epic. Like he just gave it to him a physical paper one. It's like, could you identify the items there? Um, and I haven't heard him on Joe Rogan, but yeah, just listen to him so you can understand how he thinks. But it's not that interesting. It's just literally he was a very wealthy kid. Went to a school that cost fifty thousand dollars a year as he was growing up. So he grew up very wealthy and then had that went to Harvard and he dropped out of Harvard because he had access to money. And he said, if it wasn't for my parents, if it wasn't for the access of money I had, I would have never built Facebook. He even he stole the code, by the way, like this guy is also a criminal. Like he literally stole the code from several people. He did steal the idea from the Winklevoss twins and he did steal the code for the primary system from a MIT professor that sued them. And then the a government got involved. They were like, no, this is now part of our system. So go fuck off. Oh, did did that professor end up committing suicide by shooting? No, himself no, in the back he just of the didn't get about he seven or eight times. Money. No, 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 he just didn't get his money because <laughs> he sorry, got it. The Clintons his... weren't involved. No, the Clintons were not involved in the creation. Oh, forgive me, forgive me. No but suicide. Condoleezza here. Rice is in the board of Facebook. It, I'm not sure she still is, but she was really? in the board of Facebook. Interesting. And the yeah. FBI in 2010, when they were time was doing an interview with Mark Zuckerberg, one of the members of the FBI popped into the office like, "Hey, Mark, how you doing?" Oh. While they were doing the interview, because um, the FBI had an office inside of Facebook, right by Mark Zuckerberg. Madness. Madness. I'm I'm shocked, I tell you. Shocked. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Lord. I mean I I I mean let's be let's be real. As as uh maybe not you so much, Luis. I I I don't know, I'm not gonna speak for you there, but I know like people like Ox and Bandit and Neptune, we've talked about this before and and, like social media was totally an NSA idea. Like at you know, like it, it, it was a dream that they could have 
wish they could have had for years and they didn't really have a way to implement it. There's and- a book called Net Delusion that goes over this. And yeah. I read this book oof, now 11 years ago when I was first came to New York. I found this book. It predicted so many things. This book was on the money on so many things, which was kind of freaky to look at. And one of the chapters is KGB wants you to be on Facebook. <laughs> That's one of the title of one of the chapters, which is hilarious. And you heard about uh, the $700 million Facebook had to pay because of the, uh, the, the Cambridge Analytica and data leak. Um, so at, Facebook's paid now billions of dollars. Google's now paid billions of dollars in fines in relationship to the privacy complaints. And imagine all the things that you don't know that they're doing. True. That's yeah. it. I mean, our data, we need, we, like, relig- like, we actually need an actual push for privacy data security better, like, even better than what the European Union is doing, which I'll give them. That's the only thing good that they're doing is that they're actually protecting your data better than normal people. So I'll give them that. That's the only thing the Europeans are more modern and it's because they're younger, but they're still corrupt. Just a different type of corrupt. Are they really protecting your data better or are they making you buy a TV license so they can watch everything that you're watching and make sure you're not getting these no, that's, crazy that's, ideas? That's that England. That's England. Oh, um, I know, but like yeah, what is it? I'm just saying there's everything's What's it, five pounds a month that you pay? I don't know. I will never pay for a TV license. I'll be cold (laughs) in the ground before someone tells me I can't watch. UK citizens pay five pounds a month for the BBC in taxes. What a joke. What a joke. It's a tax. Of course it's a tax. (laughs) Damn. Uh, I mean, they're taxes. They're sponsored by Pfizer. Uh, so PBS is sponsored. Viewers like you, bro. No, sponsored by by viewers like Johnson. Like Johnson and Johnson. We sell you heroin. I mean, oxy. I mean, nice drugs to take away Mm. the pain. What is it? $26 billion. They recently had to pay out 26 billion. And there's more lawsuits. Purdue Pharma lost $16 billion in value. All of it gone. I hope it's just the start. I mean, it's not until it, it, there's a great show called the Ozarks. I don't know if you guys have watched it. Yeah. Uh, and it's Ozark. Yeah. It's essentially kind of a story about the heroin um, Johnson and Johnson and how they buy uh, straight up from cartels. Yeah. Yeah. But also watch Marty, Marty is great in that show. A TV Marty license costs 159 pounds, 53, 50 pounds. For black and white TV sets. Excuse me. It's 2022. It's damn near 2023. What kind of Larry and Lucy shit is going on where they have black and white TV sets still? Who the what? A single TV license will cover up to 15 rooms. Oh, thank you. If the if the crown wills it, I may watch into 15 rooms. Kiss the ring, kiss the ring on on the wrinkleless hands. I mean, what what is one of the most popular shows on earth? Doctor Who, but at the same time, so is Dragon Ball Z. So Disney, uh, starting in twenty twenty three, Disney will exclusively be streaming Doctor Who. Oh, also, uh, Disney owns Dragon Ball Z. Yep, they bought the studio related. I think they bought toy animation. So separately, I want to say. Goku from Dragon Ball Z, the Japanese voice, is a woman. So if you want to talk about progressive 
uh, what? evolution. Yeah. 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 All kids around the planet have idolized a man that is the dwarf, that the encompassing element of like what is mas- masculinity is voiced by a woman. So okay. tell me about so, 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 so hold on, hold on. So, so when Simpson. I was like in when I was in elementary school watching Goku them, Jim, just absolutely whipping these dudes left and right, going Super Saiyan, right? I'm That's talking a woman's voice. Could be Superman into a pulp. And I heard this voice going, yeah, I'm the toughest son of a bitch. This no, no, I'm not in English, in Japanese. The Japanese, okay. original Japanese. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's different. I was going to say, that's no that's no woman. I also, Bart Simpsons was a woman. Um, yeah. But yeah, many, many, act- many characters in Dragon Ball Z are women. Like, you'll find that are, that, that are not uh, male characters. Not women, yeah. Uh, let me see if you found the female actress. No, though, though those are for young ones. But the old, the the actress that does go. Oh, there, there it is. That's right here, her. That lady over she's there. She's an older lady now. I mean, she's been yeah. doing it since 1980s. Yeah. Um, oh, that's crazy. But she goes to conferences and just starts screaming and says, all, "Does all the work," and it's like really interesting to watch. Like one of the most famous male characters on the face of the earth is voiced by a woman. And I mean, what is talks about progressive in Japan? The, what is it? The Sailor Moon had lesbian couple, and the American government, like the censors, cut out that whole section of the show. Correct. And then they had to redub it so they're sisters or something. What we lost, but the but but the Latinos got all of it. So that's why also that the anime is so prominent in the Latino community. That yeah, makes perfect yeah sense. because it didn't get edited down it didn't censor like it did for yep. us yeah their version mm. was not censored even the swear words like dragon ball z swears a lot yeah, people yeah. don't know that because they've it never merits it it, it really merits it if you're telling me piccolo doesn't cuss fuck you you're a liar <laughs> vegeta cusses like a, like a sailor as he should he's vegeta that's right like what is it well, like I mean, over nine thousand meme like he was saying fuck you and all their shit like that yeah. Well, I had to find out that Vegeta and Bulma's relationship started with Brave, and I was like, what? No, it didn't. And like, Japanese people are like, yeah, uh, don't know what version you're watching. <laughs> I was like, no way! What is but it? I never what? could find the proof of that. It's just what I was told. It started with what? Uh, rape. Like, oh, that God. Was, it's he in the took comics. advantage of her. It's in yeah, the like... Right, so it's kind of like wow. Um, a lot of topics the Japanese cover there a lot, and it's very sanitized for the American market. So. <laughs> Which has always been wild to me. Like, why do they sanitize stuff so much for the American market? Like, really? The same reason That's they were pumping cow and chicken on Cartoon Network. Because you don't. You know? Because you don't. <clears throat> I mean, Ren and Stimpy, guys, that was a fucked up yeah, show, it's, even it's for adults. Yeah, but it's like the twisted type. It's not even good. Did Dude, you guys see when they remade was that? literally on TV for like right. little children. Billy and Mandy all was real on TV monsters. for little children. All real, all real monster. monsters. But ugly Martians. Like all these shows that I grew up with. No wonder I'm fucking weird. But like, you well, know. And it's, most it's, of us grew up a lot with like the Simpsons and South Park. And yeah, you know, for our time, yeah. those were pushing the limit. But yeah, you've got so many people for for us to grow up on stuff that was so offensive. Why the fuck is everybody butthurt all the fucking time? Oh, uh, you know what's a great test if you're hiring somebody? Because you can think you can legally ask. How do you find South Park? Huh? So their answer will tell you a lot. 
if they find it offensive, I don't know if you should hire them. It depends. If their culture affects can affect your culture, maybe it's not best to hire them. Good point. Because South Park's insulting what's wrong with society. But yes. but what I love about South Park is that they don't pull any punches. If you're if you're fucking up, South Park's did. gonna let you know about it. Because their grandfather did. Trade. You can't do right. that anymore. They're, They're like Dave Chappelle. Rich and grandfather did. Me, They're like Dave Chappelle. Me and Neptune, you uh used to be a part of a Facebook page called The Revolutionary Rabbit. And Matt Stone's rabbit art was our kind of edited to be a boogaloo looking thing was our little pages like picture symbol or whatever for the revolutionary rabbit and it totally made him follow us and he used to actually even interact with the page on facebook and because he's he's totally a closeted anarchist like he's a lot of people be like oh he's a libertarian and i'm like nah watch south park bro he's a closeted anarchist all day long like I mean, how many how many secrets from Hollywood did that show reveal? That was a fascinating part. So that, by the way, Seth MacFarlane, same thing. He reveals a lot of secrets of Hollywood in his show. But what? Let's go. Let's see. Tom Cruise, that's one. Uh, Michael Jackson, that was an interesting other. Uh, Kevin Spacey came from in Seth Seth like a uh, Family Guy. Mm-hmm. He showed mm-hmm. some fucked up shit there. And what others can you think of from South Park that? Strange truths revealed in the show that later came out to be true. Kanye's a lunatic. I mean, yeah, that's that's not that's true. a given it's happening back then. <laughs> like that's always yeah, that's been. true. That's true. I'm a gay um, fish, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, oh yeah, I've heard Kanye's bi, but that's beside the point. Oh, yeah. A oh, lot you, of people was, in Hollywood are bi. That's not yeah, that's that's Hollywood. You don't you don't remember that episode? Reagan uh, was bi, by the way. Louise. Reagan used to you know suck it. Huh? You, you never, That's hilarious. You never heard that episode. You never seen that episode, Luis. Which one? Where uh, the the gay fish episode, where it was Kanye on South Park, and they kept calling him a gay fish the whole time. I I, I think I saw a snippet of it. it so this is a good episode. Well, he couldn't episode. he couldn't like grasp the riddle. Do you like fish sticks? And if he said <laughs> yes, then you a gay fish. Oh, but by he the way, could let's never grasp the concept of the joke. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, one hundred percent bats for the other team. Well, duh, that's obvious. Mm. <laughs> My friend think- once into a party that he then found it strange. It was ninety percent men, and then he noticed there was like six men in a bathtub all naked. He was like, "Oh, gay." <laughs> That's how I think he it's so funny. Matthew McConaughey's uh, batting the other pitch, but that's the thing. It's it's a job. You need to present that persona for your job, and it's disgusting. It's an it's a problem in our society, and if you think about it, that they have to hide their sexuality. It's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. But I think the great irony of uh, like all of these mentioned is still Reagan. The fact oh, that no. he was and like one of those staunchly conservative people. His, his wife was a deep throat artist. You just look you it know, up. I, I would not know, Nancy. but I will tell you Nancy this. was a deep throat artist. Yeah, she, look she it up. The th- she's the, the goat. throat goat. Like that. <laughs> look it up. She like they used to be an orgy. Like they were crazy. All I'm saying is, you know, he was he was he represented to every like super hardcore conservative. Like, you know, like I'm a, I my father is an F-150 and my mother is a cheeseburger. Like, you know, all those guys out there. 
idolized Reagan, and to hear that, they would just like crumble. They, oh, these guys need like, to look it up. Their it's identity would fall apart to understand what it meant. Like he's just he's a character. He's a puppet. She was also running the government. Uh, I think the last two years. Well, how the hell else do you get ketchup packets approved as a serving of vegetables and school lunches? Also, oh, yeah. what it, what is it? Uh, it, it, he got shot, right? Yep. He got yep. shot. John Hinckley. Time. Yeah, there there was a show called uh, Russian Show. Um, well, it's a Russian character. All oh, that Mr. T thing. I literally just <laughs> saw a clip of that too, because uh, that was a, lo- a while ago now. And Mr. T's reaction to her just sitting on him, he was like, "What? Why are you sitting on me? Okay, you just publicly did that. Okay, he like his shock of like, did you really just do that in front of everybody? Who knows what relationship they had? Oh, ho, 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 ho. still, it it is it, in that time period for the for the first lady to just sit on your lap is um, uh, it's something." Well, he was in the A team. He was going to keep her safe. He was probably her personal detail. Clearly detailing her yeah 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 <laughs> mr t detailed her all right yeah. yeah i bet she did some detailing too the perimeter was definitely not secure but i mean i i see his character and i and i see so many people that i've actually evolved out of a character similar to mr t he was a interesting persona He was, you know, you know that you, you have you heard about the stuff that he's doing now? No, what is he doing now? I haven't heard of him like in a while, but yeah, I know he's around. It's just, yeah, he's been not public. so. Apparently, he invested a whole bunch of his money and does like I'm trying, I'm trying to I'm trying to find the article because I was I, just reading this the other day. I know Tyson went into weed. I said, yeah, owns, like, I, I saw that. I saw that. And eats a lot of psilocybin, like a lot. Has there, there's got to be some sort of like Cro Magnon finding consciousness moments going on for Mike Tyson. Like the, the, like, he sounds the, the champion of now. the entire universe. He could absolutely pugilize any living being's face out of existence. And then he goes and finds his spirit animal with great regularity like this is impressive stuff and i want to know more about what he thinks like i've heard he has a podcast i haven't listened to it yet but i i would imagine he has a lot of fascinating thoughts actually compared to how he was you can tell how psychedelics have cured him yeah yes. he was That's... very bad he was mentally fucked in the past he was just fucked and also had a cocaine addiction there's that famous picture of him literally card and coke like just rock what are they gonna do? Arrest him? <laughs> he was Mike Tyson. Try to arrest Mike Tyson. And like, here's the crazy thing, man. Like, he he wasn't a particularly tall man, or isn't a particularly tall man. I should say, he was two hundred and eighty like, pounds of muscle, five ten or something like that. So like, a, no, you know, he's average, not five ten. He's smaller, I think. Is he? Wh- whatever the case may be, not a not a towering I mean, man by any by any stretch of the imagination, but easily. The if you had to like just take a pit bull and turn him into a human, all you need to do is change the nose and you're there. It's Mike Tyson. I mean the guy the guy was just a a walking meatball. So no, you're right. Five ten. Is it five ten? Yeah. Yeah. It's just because he's so big. He. I don't think he was two eighty though. I mean, maybe walking around. I think his fighting weight was what like two two forty or two fifty something. Which is don't get me wrong. That's still a big guy. Especially if you're well, he was heavyweight. 
Yeah. I think in and boxing he, and, 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 and and Holyfield was way taller than him. Holyfield was a monster of a man. Now, now they're working huge. together. Do you know that? They're working yeah. together now. <laughs> they're doing the edibles thing, right? I can't I can't find it or whatever where I was reading. It was an article I was reading the other day, but I guess he's doing like a charity thing and that promote that promotes a lot towards the use of psychedelics for mental issues because of how much it has. You're right, 218 pounds. 218. Look, I still want no part of fighting Mike Tyson at any point in his life. Oh, no, that this man. I mean, there was a recent you remember that video of the guy in the plane just pissing him the fuck off. I'm like, everybody was like, wow, you kept your cool. Consider you could kill him in a single punch. The guy that literally was barking on him nonstop in the plane. Oh, my God. That was annoying. I think there's got to be a level of like self-assurance that you have to have to be like, listen, like this guy is a nobody. I've made it. Everyone knows who I am. He wouldn't be bothering me unless I was a big deal. And ultimately, I know I could kill this guy with one punch kind of thing. Like I'm Mike Tyson. I'll just let it be, you know, because well, no, you did great. end up on the great. news or something and, and end up in jail. Why? Yeah. Exactly. No, no, he kept. That's the thing. He evolved. Old yeah. Mike Tyson would have probably killed the guy. Old Mike Tyson would have slewn that man in one punch. One punch. Slain. <laughs> just flies with. across yeah. the plane. Oh, he would yeah. have been a he would have been a mural on the wall. <laughs> and uh, and you know I mean that's 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 the truth. I mean that dude like he, ooh, that's definitely a force to be reckoned with. Always has been, you know. Though that, and to see that he's changed so much and been calmer and will attest a lot of things to psychedelics too. Like I, I that's why I'm one of the first people to recommend it as well because I'm like, look, there's healing things there. Like there's <clears throat> as like, don't do it in a rave. Don't do it at a rate. No, but I'm saying like from personal from personal experience, there's there's nothing like giving yourself a good reset every now and then. You know, I, I'm I'm not I'm by no means like a frequent type user, but like I am like a, every few months it's good to have that ability to go wander off in the woods for the day and reset my brain. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it, it does a good I, I guess you guys could relate a little bit because I know I know Luis, I know you're into the psychedelic kind of ideas of mental health and such like that. It's the future of that. I was talking to somebody recently that I tried the chicken and cheese oh, Steven, you're, you're on mute. Yeah, I said no. Unmute Steven. Unmute Steven. We can I so uh, I was speaking to somebody about ibogaine because uh, they were mentioning a uh, person. I'm sorry, was, help me here, Louise. What is that? Ibogaine is Western uh, Western tree bark, Western African tree bark from okay. tree in Western. Is Africa. it a and is it, it, it a now grows in other parts of the world. or something? A psychoactive. It is a very powerful hallucinogenic uh, psychedelic that okay. la- can last from thirty something to forty eight hours in your system. Good God. Uh, it is one of the most powerful in relationship to addiction cessation. It mm. helps you rewire uh, your addictive patterns. So this was discovered by a guy at 19 years old that at the time was addicted to heroin. He did it just by shits and giggles. And then he had no desire to do it. He had no withdrawal. No withdrawal was the main mm. thing. Hmm. withdrawal goes away like you could i mean in most places they try to ask you to stop doing it for a while to increase the probability of it working to your benefit um but it also took away the withdrawals and everything so 
you can find psychedelic uh, ibogaine uh, treatments in Mexico and Canada, and now they're being opened in Colorado, Oregon, and, Col and California. This is going to fix the, the drug epidemic of this country. It can do it overnight. There should be a massive investment into ibogaine because it'll destroy the pharmaceutical control over this country. That is right. absolutely wild. You Look know, into I, it. It's because it has a 90% success rate. That's unbelievable. I used to work at this like really high-end rehab. You don't for need teenagers. to you don't need to do main. I mean, you could do maintenance every few months, but you don't need to constantly take a drug. It sure. just takes away the desire to do. I mean, again, it doesn't work on everybody. And you have to have the right mindset to even go into the situation. But if the government just said, hey, stop giving methadone, stop giving people another drug. Why don't we do this? And we don't have to give them drugs. We don't have to get no maintenance drugs because this is the mm -hmm. thing. The reason people go back is because people don't stick to it. People don't take their medication. Look, this is a serious problem all around the world. A doctor gives you a prescription of something. And people just stop taking it at the right dosage. And that's how other problems start to arise. I'm not saying that Western medicine is the best medicine. This applies also to Chinese medicine. This applies to all types of medicine. People just don't stick to things. They don't stick to the regimen that you are told to do. Uh, so the treatment is not as effective. And you can look into the stats. In some cases, it's horrifically bad. And it's uh, it's over 60% in some cases that people just don't follow, fucking follow what the doctor's telling you to do. So that's how people get sicker because they're not listening to people that are mm. do have sometimes the best intentions to do help you. Um, just, yeah, don't take experimental shots that a doctor that is being paid to, to give it to you. Uh, you shouldn't do that, though. And trust those doctors that question it because a few doctors actually questioned it. Uh, and they just don't suggest it. And that's it. That's all they could do because otherwise they would lose their medical licenses. Mm hmm. And, you know, you know it's, I, it's an easy way to control them because they have hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. And the only people that can hire them are all the hospitals. So you think they're going to hire you if they know you're going to go against their <laughs> mantra? That's how they kept control in the United States. I used to work at this really high end rehab for teenagers. And one of the first things I came to understand while working there was that heroin is the only drug that they can actually you can die of if you quit a cold turkey, if you had been on enough. It, you will get quote-unquote dope sick enough to where you may die due to a reaction your body is basically creating for itself. But that's beside the that's point. That's usually if you're really like physically weak. like yeah. uh, If you have other problems, yes. But the one that actually could kill you, it's not that. It's uh, it's uh, benzodiazepine, like uh, Xanax. It causes yes, um, yes. A, electrical, the equivalent of what you could describe as an electrical storm in your brain, and it'll kill you. So wow. it'll just start seizuring until you die. So Xanax, like all these benzo drugs, are the new most lethal shit on the streets. That's giving by doctors at a on an increasing rate. And it is extremely, it's more dangerous than opiates. Just look into it. I've had friends that fell into the addiction and I realized, oh, this is worse. This is actually mm -hmm. worse. Mm -hmm. And in Europe, they're fucked. In Europe, they're completely fucked. They're all addicted to that stuff. And the Canadians are actually importing a lot of that, the, the bad stuff with us. And one of the reasons they get dosed with fentanyl is because the, the pill presses, sometimes they'll print, they're, they're printing fentanyl on the same press that they're printing Xanax. 
Uh, So that's part of the reason. And because in Canada, it's just a slap on the wrist. If you get arrested for pressing pills, that's why all those shit, that shit is coming from Canada. That's madness. It is. It really is. Like, I mean, you know, and that's a real epidemic, I think, too. Like, just in general. Killed more than COVID. You know, yeah. And Mm. I guess when, you know, you're, you're, the biggest drug peddlers in the entire world, you're, you're not going to really do too much to go after yourself because then you're going to start losing money. American what was that government. song the Beatles wrote? Poppy Fields Forever? Oh, excuse me. Strawberry Fields Forever. Yellow Submarine is about heroin. Yeah, no. No, it's uh, most it's of yellow. the songs are it's about yellow. heroin. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about that time that they all were in a dark room all jerking themselves off? Yes. The Beatles were no. an interesting bunch. Yeah, they had circle jerks. But the I mean, I'm not started. surprised. You guys but, ever watch uh, F you know, the best thing Family? That, I, I gotta say, though, uh, just that, to interject, okay, the, best, go ahead, go ahead. the best thing that could have ever happened with the existence of the Beatles was that piece of shit commie John Lennon got shot in the face. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You're never gonna let that go, are you? He I is mean, a right good go, but you're never gonna let it go. <laughs> he's a good communist now, because he's dead. By the way, John Lennon uh, beat the fuck out of Joko Ono and other women. Yes. Yes, he, he did. Woman- oh, no, no. Yes, I mean, he, he totally he totally had it coming. Not going to lie. I'm just saying, like, it's just <laughs> might as well just whip that horse a little more. But, dude, <laughs> I tell people that. And then I tell people that Michael Jackson wasn't a pedophile yeah. and that he actually loved children. He was and trying he to really save him. was that genuinely beautiful human being. Yeah, he it was the opposite of what everybody was saying. He he, he knew about the atro- he came up and knew about the atrocities of Hollywood and he was trying to keep other kids from having to go through that. That's why he had Macaulay Culkin spoke well of him and yes. other people, spoke you know, well like I, how the kid I've, I've always been on that thing because I've seen a lot of videos there towards the end of Michael where he was coming out and like telling the truth. And I'll, I'll stand by the theory that, or they say it's a theory that his, his medical doctor played with his pills too. No, 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 wait, wait, according mm. to what happened. No, the medical doctor was prosecuted for murdering him. If you mm-hmm. guys didn't know, his doctor literally murdered him. Yeah. He was on such an insane cocktail of drugs. He was on methadone and then he was on uppers. Basically the guy was going like beep, 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 beep on drugs. That, and he's strange. 53, 54 at the yeah, time. Manufactured manic depression. But to like the nth quantum degree, it's just and, stupid. I mean, your heart's going to give out when you're like going like that. Yes, absolutely. No he, question. You're about in it. your 50s and your heart. I mean, even he was a I mean, he danced every single day. Um, and in it stands practices like were for like three, two to three hours a day. So well, and it, he was, you know, fit, he, he, but on your yeah. own, that many drugs, you're fucked. Facts. Yeah, the human body can only take so much. But it can take a beating and keep on pushing. I'll give you that. Like there's been there there's we talked about this a little bit uh, recently. I'm not sure if it was on this show or on another show when I was conversating. But people, people, there's a there's a lot of rock stars. You know, you got like Ozzy, for example. That like, how the fuck is he still kicking? What was his main use? What did he mainly use a lot? What was the main Ozzy used so much cocaine and heroin. They, I mean, like if you've ever heard Hand of Doom, which is an early uh, Black Sabbath song, uh, I, I am a huge Black Sabbath buff. I love Tony Iommi and what he did for the genre. 
lost a couple fingers in a sheet metal factory accident, and then proceeded to invent heavy metal because he's a hardcore motherfucker. But anyway, that's the uh, story of heavy metal. Oh my! That's God. the story of heavy metal. He is he is the father of all darkness. Tony Iommi, he lost absolute beast. Um, well, and yeah, he he had like rubber fingertips that he would put on and whatnot, and like, dude's awesome. But Ozzy, I read his autobiography. I've I've been an Aussie fan for a long, long time. I read his autobiography in like high school or whatever. And I was blown away at how articulate his thoughts are. Now, obviously, verbally, there's a disconnect. I think it was the crack use that fucked up his brain and I I would imagine so. He's got some scrambled eggs. He can still sing. Not only can he still sing, he has one hell of an ear. I mean, I've never heard him be off pitch and I've seen him live multiple times. Um but but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it but sorry to circle back, Hand of Doom is a song preaching about the terrors of heroin. And this was shortly before they completely destroyed themselves with heroin. <laughs> yeah. This album was released like two albums before the heroin album. So wait, so what well, the thing I think about now is like they were what, seventies, eighties? They were like early, late sixties, even to early seventies. Oh, okay, so is so when they, they were came they the were scene. in the time when the U.S. government was pushing heroin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talk about you know Vietnamese napalm and everything going on in the world of that. Everybody time should watch American Gangster and know that that's a documentary. Yeah, that's a Pretty great much. movie too. Great movie, really great. I mean, good movie and a documentary. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two for one special. <laughs> So, you know, guys, I, I I appreciate you guys joining me for today. And I know we lost Caitlin somewhere around in the in the middle of this, but that's all right. You know, I was glad to see her join us for a little while. And Steve and I appreciate you joining me. You know, I, I, I appreciate all you guys and the help that you've given me and being here for me throughout this past year of podcasting. And I got to say, I look forward to the, the whole next year of it, you know, and look forward to the great things we're going to find and talk about and, you know, just more memories that we're going to make together doing this stuff. You know, I, I, I have a blast doing it. I think it's very therapeutic to sit here and talk to you guys about a lot of things, you know, the what ifs, crazy, wild things of the world. And we can sit here and talk about this stuff and not, you know, really judge each other, really have issues and stuff like that. And we can talk about these weird things and, and that in itself is beautiful. And at the core of it, the reason behind all this to show that we're more alike than we are different and all kinds of ways and that we've all we've all got some great stories if people will just shut up and listen every now and then instead of bickering back and forth to each other <laughs> at, at which side right. is better for i'm just saying it like at which side is better than the other side and stuff like that because at the end of the day we're we all bleed the same we're all the same on the inside we all want somewhere to lay our head at night a full belly and to feel safe and i think we could all really learn from just these conversations in general and that we could we could do all of that and and I, you know i look forward to continuing to do this for the foreseeable future like i i've got i've already been out there planning some big stuff for the 2023 year and things like that and i look forward to you guys coming along on the ride with me because it's always a blast to have it and steven we're definitely going to have you back on and in, in and out throughout the next year while we're having things going on because it's always a pleasure having your voice thrown in there for things even even when you're busy and making a special appearance on the road for us like you did today so <laughs> well i just i super appreciate you know being able to come on the show and i i love the concept the idea of this instant freedom of speech this is the way everything should be 
and people have lost, like they've given everything up for the sake of not being offensive. And it's, it's real easy just to have a conversation about something and you both can come to an equilibrium instead of everything being so one-sided. And I think that's what we've lost totally. And that's what drew me to the show in the beginning. It's like, hey, these guys are having com- like real conversations. Everything, you know, is out there. And if somebody's wrong, it's okay. And if somebody has a difference of opinion, that's okay too. It's all about being able to express. Uh, it's like a muscle. That First Amendment is a muscle. It's, it's a God-given right. It's not just a piece of paper. It's, it's something innate, and it's given to us by our creator. And it's, it's what we have to exercise if we're going to lose it. And that's what I love about the show. The show embodies and exemplifies that. doesn't matter at the end of the day, like, if somebody's wrong or right, or if somebody has a difference of opinion. doesn't matter. We've all got to have our say. And that's so important because we're losing it slowly. Or more rapidly nowadays, but I just I just wanted to touch on that. I guess that's my final, my closing thought. Is I really appreciate that aspect of this group that we can come and say things and we can put it on record and stamp it. And we're like, this is me. And if you have a problem with it, come find me. Let's talk about it. Hmm. I appreciate that, um, man. No, I really do. Like that. That. Yeah. Thank you. Like it's stuff but like that's that. My, again, that's, that's my big. That's my big say, and that's why I like the show so much, and that's why I enjoy most of the people that are on here. I mean, honestly, I enjoy them all, whether whether we have a difference of opinion or not. And that's that's a that's my whole point. Like, we need more of this. This is this is therapeutic for a lot of people just to come and just talk and express themselves and put it out there. And because they don't have that opinion anywhere else, unless they start their own show, put all the monumental effort and work that you put into it just to have people listen to. You know, and that, and it's it's for viewpoints like that, Stephen, right there that I keep going, man. Like I appreciate that. Well, I'm that, glad that I'm really glad. hits the heart there, man. And, well, I'm, and I'm being serious, and, it, I, and just, I hope other people pull know, that from it too, though. Like that's yeah. that's kind of a purpose there. Like you you hit it on the nose on what I'm after in yeah. reality. And but I I, I want it. well, you're you're welcome. But it's I'm just being very serious and honest, like. This is exactly why I like the show. This is why I never want to turn down an opportunity, no matter what I'm doing. If I can't have my camera on and I can't get fast enough to the mute button, I still want to be here and I still want to be involved because I enjoy that. And other people should feel free to be a part of that too, no matter what. So we can all come to a point where we can all just have a conversation, no matter what. I love it. No, I love it. Like that, that, I don't think I could have said it any better, man. That's great. No. So, well, I'm going to back. I'm going to hop over to you. You got any final closing thoughts for this, this final episode of Unconstitutional Awakening for 2022? Uh, just to echo what you were saying, I think it's really nice to have a diverse group of guys and gals on this show that come from various different walks of life. And we don't necessarily bicker and argue about ideas and opinions that we introduce because i've learned something from each of you guys just today you know and i think you learn more when you just shut up and accept you don't know everything i mean you guys are all fountains of information in your own right and it's good to be around people and surround yourself with people who know more than you do about a lot of things because how else can you be a well-rounded individual so i just want to say i'm grateful for you guys 
and this is super fun. I absolutely love being on this show, and I look forward to hopefully being able to make more time in the coming year to be on more episodes. I know that uh, you know my my job has some kind of odd hours, and it is what it is. But I love what I do, and I also love being on this show. And I'm going to find that balance, and I'm going to make a point to do it. Luis, you got anything good for me? It's been an incredible journey. Thank you. Uh, 2022 uh, couldn't have been the way it's been without your help and the, all these wonderful people. Uh, I appreciate all of you. And 2023 is going to be absolutely insane. Come strap on with us and enjoy the ride of us discovering more about how we are just one talking to each other because we're just one consciousness, but we don't realize it. So we just talk to each other as if we're different, but we're just one. So get used to it. We're just one. Stop fighting. <laughs> well, guys, you know, this, <clears throat> you know, to add to all this, you know, I, I appreciate both of you guys' nice words there towards me and towards doing this. And I appreciate you guys being on this journey with me, man. Like it's, it's been a blast. I, I couldn't ask for a nicer bunch of guys to be able to hang out and talk crazy nonsense with. So it, it, it is a blessing. Like I, I you know, I, when I first started, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just dove in head first, and here we are. And I think that it's oh, – I love it. I love it so far. Keep going. You got this. So, you know, and I, I, I do intend on keep going because there, there is a demand for it, and folks are tuning in, and you can find me also here as well as the Red Pill Project too because I'm always doing stuff over there still. And, you know, it, it's – we're just going to evolve even more and who knows where it goes from here. That's for sure. I think it can only go up. It can only get better and it can only get more fun. So, but of course I'm going to leave you guys with my last pirate joke of the year. So hope you guys are ready. Why did nobody want the pirate? Why did nobody want to play cards with the pirate? Why? He was always standing on the deck. You guys have a great, great year. Thank you. Aww.